they call me slim. I stand six foot two. Pound and leather punching cows, I'm a real buckaroo. Well, I could rustle up some grub in ten seconds flat. My legend will live longer than my ten-gallon hat. I'm off to see my gal on my Palomino pal. I got a horse, got a horse. I got a hat, got a hat. I got a cowboy song, got a gal, got a gal. I got a trail, got a trail. I got a mosey along. And when I'm rounding up the cattle, just adding up the total, I'll be sitting in the saddle, letting out a yodel, 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 my horse to all you men and women folk. He's actually a bicycle. His name's Old Spoke. Now you might wonder why training wheels are required. He can't stand up by himself, cause he's too tired. He's too tired. I got a horse. Got a horse. I got a hat. Got a hat. I got a cowboy song. Got a gal. Got a gal. I got a trail. Got a trail. I got a mosey Sitting in the saddle, letting out a yodel-lady, yodel-lady, Well, I'm the sheriff, the ranger, the marshal, and the law. I'm the good guy in the white hat, and I'm quick on the draw. The bad guys are waiting for me somewhere around the bend, but I never really shoot no one. I just pretend. Well, I'm climbing on my horsey and I'm calling out the posse. Got a horse. Got a horse. I got a hat. You're listening to a special podcast produced by UMFM 101.5 in partnership with the Winnipeg Folk Festival. Running Thursday, July 5th through Sunday, July 8th at picturesque Birds Hill Park, Winnipeg Folk Festival is a celebration of people and music that has been one of North America's premier outdoor music festivals for over 40 years and the largest. I'm Bruce Tullock, host of Beer for Breakfast, and this episode spotlights Al Simmons. Um, normally, I am completely verbose, but I am a loss for words, so I'll give you some other people's words. Let's start with the Globe and Mail, a tour de force of ingenious, charming silliness. And the LA Times simply says, a masterpiece. He's a musician, he's an inventor, he's a nut! He's been called the Thomas Edison, although I like to call him the P.L. Robertson of entertainers, a wizard of, of one-liners and lightning bolt of lunacy, etc., etc. He is that person. And those are Al's words. Al Simmons will be performing as of yet a secret location and time. The complete schedule has not yet been announced for the Folk Festival, but for the Folk Fest full lineup, a complete list of set times or to purchase tickets and more information, keep visiting the Winnipeg Folk Festival website at Winnipeg Folk Festival winnipegfolkfestival.ca welcome al simmons how are you sir hey i'm great bruce how are things out in enola oh it's a glorious day it always is here in enola <laughs> i bet it's one of one of those one of those uh, truly hidden gems that just out just out just far enough outside the city that you can come in but far enough that you can keep it away that's right almost in the folk fest spirit all the time and, uh, well, as pe people know that you from the Juno award that you got, the two that you were nominated for and the songs that won't leave their heads. And they also know, as we talked about, as we mentioned earlier, all of the props that you make, um, of course 
In the deep dark of winter this year, a fire broke out and panic ensued as, where am I going to see the one-man jukebox? How am I going to see Al ride his horse with his 10-gallon slash 40-gallon hat? How is Al doing? Well, Let, let's, uh, let's, let's quickly start there and we'll get to the rebuilding because that's been a nice story. Okay. Uh, so, so uh, for the folks who don't know, there is, you've got a, a very uh, unique shop where you create all of your props, and also store your mementos. And that was lost uh, in a fire this winter. Well, actually, it wasn't the shop that burned down. And I, I started off, uh, it was actually my storage building for all of my costumes and props and everything. So the, the shop ex- still exists, but the storage building uh, for everything is gone with the vast majority of stuff uh, I would say uh, 95% of everything, even closer to 100% of everything's gone. But uh, the shop still exists. I started off with a a very primitive, well, my first shop was in my mom's basement. uh, And that's where I built my exploding toilet seat was down there. That's the first prop I built. And then I... When I moved out to Anola here, I my shop was in an old chicken house, and then uh, I built my shop in a bedroom on the second floor of our house, just a little prop shop, and now I've got a little prop shop outside, and it's just a small building. You couldn't swing a, a four-by-eight sheet of plywood around in there, but yeah, so it still exists. So, and that's where I was the night of the fire. I w- was in there. The fire was still being put out by the volunteer fire department, and uh, I was in there creating props for the show the next day. And 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 and, uh, is everything in storage before before the show? So did you lose props for the show, or did you have them pulled out of storage ready to go? Well, some stuff I uh, I I was uh, I, I made a decision the day before my granddaughter came to play with me and uh i decided not to load it normally i'll load up the the day before and i was going to load my car with everything but i didn't i decided i was going to do it at the last minute the next day so everything was in the building except a couple of things i had in my shop ready to be repaired so uh uh, but i i ran into the building a, a couple of times and pulled out some things uh until the last time I went in, the stuff I pulled out was on fire, and I, that's when I gave up. Well, we're, we're glad that you're safe. I, I remember uh, the interview on CBC Information Radio in the morning, and uh, you, you could hear the whole community, everybody was heartbroken for you. And, and uh, I think that's, that, that's nice. It, it really goes to the, the, the sense of what you mean to the community more than just somebody on stage performing a show hey that was funny it's it, it, it's something that they take away uh as, as uh, we mentioned like it, it's vaudeville and it's silly and it's something that you know in, in comedy circles you're like oh well that's that's not cutting edge but it's something that resonates with everybody there's an, an innocence to it and also I, i'd like to, to mention oh uh, sinbad uh the the comedian would always uh, uh, rebut the, well, you need to be edgier and rougher with, 
hey, you try and be innocent and clean. That's a, a hard work. And tell, tell us about how you, the, the, how the community is and what it is about your brand of silliness that everybody likes every single time. Well, I'll have to tell you that uh, they, it was the, the, my fans or the community and my friends and relatives and neighbors that uh, convinced me to keep going. I was at a point where I really couldn't carry on uh, financially. Uh, it's just so hard to say that, you know, the, the depression of losing everything and uh, wondering how on earth I would find the time and the money to recreate stuff and whether I wanted to and why bother and all of that. But it was the community that uh, rose up and told me, you must keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. And, and Heather Bishop, uh, a, well, a yeah. very, very good person in the community, uh, you know, uh, she's got a, a notable music career for starters. And she's also very active behind the scenes. And she started a, a GoFundMe campaign so people could donate some money so you could repurchase the bits and pieces, um, the bobs and knobs that created these props and, and gadgets. And But you don't have a recipe for any of this. No, nothing was written. I didn't. Some of the things I drew diagrams of how I wanted things to be built, and uh, nothing ever worked out the way I drew it. You know, I'd have to rebuild and rebuild until all of a sudden, ah, now it works kind of thing. But uh, so when I'm recreating it, I'm just sort of guessing how I did it before. So nothing worked out exactly the same as it did initially, uh, so it's going to take me a while to get used to working with them. But I should tell you, uh, Heather Bishop is an amazing gal. She's a, a Renaissance woman. <clears throat> there's, I don't think there's anything that that woman can't do. She's uh, uh, a, a certified electrician, a carpenter, an incredible artist, a songwriter, a musician. Uh, financial wizard, uh, uh, recording, like any advice I need on any subject, I always, she's my first call. She's a, a, a brilliant woman, and uh, uh, she, she's taught me so much over the years. Anyway, I just can't say enough about her. She's an uh, incredible gal. But, uh, uh, yeah, anyway, if it wasn't for her, she called me, uh, three times and begged me to let her put a do a GoFundMe page. And I said no every time that I didn't want to trouble anybody with it. And then finally I called her and I said, I need your help, Heather. So I, uh, I, I understood what she was up to and I said, yes, please. And not only did, uh, I mean, we have the, the best volunteer charitable group of people anywhere. Uh, the province continually donates more money to charity per capita. And we volunteer like nobody else anywhere in the planet. We like participating and people got on board. And if they, and not only did they uh, donate money, but uh, on, on your social media posts, in, in the midst of all this darkness, 
it was inspir. There's no other word but inspirational to see all the the, the posts you had on on social media of the rebuilding process and all the people around that. Here's a fellow who helped me find this doodad thinger at the store that I needed for you know. It was it was really nice. Uh, how do you when 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 you get to that point where you say you wanted you didn't know if you were going to continue or not. At that moment where you say, yep, I am, how did you know what you were going to rebuild and what you were going to create from scratch? You know what I mean? Well, that's, that's my problem is I've, uh, I'll be somewhere and I'll find something that I say, okay, I can rebuild this thing. So then I'll rebuild it, and then after spending hours in my shop rebuilding it, I'm thinking, you know, that prop actually wasn't that funny to start with. <laughs> Why did I rebuild it? So I asked my my sons. I've got my wife and I have three sons. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> and uh, I asked them uh, which ones they wanted me to rebuild. And I've asked, uh, sort of, not asked, but I just find out from the general public which ones they would like to see rebuilt. Like people say to me, uh, did your bathtub get torched and, uh, or did your crazy horn go? And they're, they're asking about different things. So as they do, I'm thinking, okay, well, there's stuff I'll rebuild. But the, the thing is that those are the things that people saw and knew about. But there were countless things in there that I would pull out very rarely, and they were priceless gems. That uh, one thing that I'm thinking about now, after uh, seeing all the royal wedding hoopla, mm-hmm. I had a one of those tall Busby hats, like the bearskin hats, that, right. and the the red uniform, and uh, I had epaulets on the side that would pop up and down, and uh, uh, the 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 Busby hat would shoot out. Uh, Canadian flags or ping pong balls or whatever out the top and it was pretty outrageous thing and uh, I only used it a few times but I bring it out special occasions now am I going to rebuild that 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 would be like a week in my shop to recreate that really do I want to do that I don't know if I find the parts maybe I will but uh there's just so many things like that that people didn't see, and nobody's going to request that I rebuild because uh, they don't know about them. So I, I, I think I'm just going to let 95% of my props go down in history for the few people that saw them. Some of the things in there my family never even saw. I built them just on my own and thought, that's going to be cool someday. And they've sat in that building for 35 years unseen. well there you there you go you say well if you think that's good you should have seen well now it's like a lesson to me i kept them my sons grew up not knowing they were there i should have brought them out and let them play with them you know go ahead play with them break them because nobody's going to see them anyway Mm. so now my granddaughters come over and you know we just make and play and do stuff and it's what it is just take it out and use it. 
And and uh, uh, this also gives you uh, you know a, an opportunity. One door closes, another opens. Uh, to as as uh, you know a great creator and somebody who uh, is great at improv and and can pull something off. Hey, look, here's a piece of fruit and here's a ball. Mm, what are you? Uh, so many times, like hosting main stage at the at the folk festival. <laughs> One of my favorite memories was when you were going to blast off this orange. And I don't know why I, I remembered that scene, but that night you were on and in sync and uh, diverting all the fruit from the green room into the audience. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But this gives you the opportunity to, to develop some uh, new props and new ideas. Do you have anything uh, percolating? Well, I did. I cr- created a new thing. My, my son uh, was helping me build stuff, and he went to my friend at uh, Big Deal Custom Cases, uh, Gary Dealey, uh, and Gary said, there's a whole bin full of junk outside. Go through it. So anyway, my son came home with a bunch of prizes from the from Gary's garbage there, and one of them was a broken computer he was taken apart. He wanted to show his daughters the inside of a computer. And uh, he left me the little fans, and I experimented with them with a 9-volt battery and some uh, LED lights, and I... Uh, I created a new crazy hat, so that's one thing. But I'm just, I'm so preoccupied with with getting my show up and running for the summer that I've just been recreating props that were damaged. Uh, but, you know, curiously enough, a couple of new things that I had built prior to the fire were, were in my shop just being finished off. So I've got a couple of new things there. So, and you know, they're going to show up in my show. So there'll be some new things. And some folks will come and say, oh, look at there's Al. I thought his props burned down, but look, he's got the same old stuff. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all new. No, no, I'm pretty certain they'll say, hooray, that was saved. Yeah. I know they will. I, I have seen many a show, and everybody is delighted, and I don't mean that hyperbolically. There's a great big word. I like that. Hyperbolically. Like that. You know, my, my son, Will, was working with me here, and I said to him, I don't want to be known as the guy whose props all burned down. And, oh, poor Al, he lost all his props. Oh, it's so sad. I don't want to be that guy. And my son said to me, uh, you're not going to be known as that guy. You're going to be known as the guy that came back from all of that. And just those words inspired me to, to keep going. Just my son saying that, uh, it, it just made me feel better about the whole thing. Well, it, it's also uh, the, uh, the, the turn of the next generation, all of us who grew up on uh, on yourself and we're going to, and I want to briefly talk about your your uh, cohorts uh, are introducing the next generation to all this stuff anew and we're you know rediscovering I am for you although I can never walk past an high chart again in my life without that song going and, and of course Daisy loves it our little one uh, so the, the the kids are getting back into it, and you know, from sons to granddaughters, the kids must keep you young and going. Oh, absolutely! It, it's what I live for. Uh, being with 
with kids or just any you know the kid in all of us i love seeing people laugh and uh that's what is my driving force is watching people laugh they say laughter is the best medicine and i think when you when you're laughing it makes you feel better but just hearing laughter eliciting laughter brings me joy and brings me health it's just it's it's what i live for actually yep you know i i was complaining for a while why can't i just go on a tour and do the same show like do six months of this show then come back and then do six months of another show and then tour this next show but no i'd come back from one show next thing i'm doing my science of music show in a school and then i'm doing an adult show for uh, uh, some corporate thing where it's all adults and then i'm doing a a kids show and then i'm doing a daycare center and then i'm doing a tv appearance and it just and i'm coming home and i'm switching props and costumes and taking this and leaving that behind and it just got overwhelming to me and i just you know i was terrified i would forget one proper costume and uh just over the years i've decided to embrace that and just say wow look at me every day is different so i must admit that that has been a challenge to me and now looking back at all the stuff that's gone i'm thinking well i'm glad i did did it the way i did it so now i've got a full show for summer touring and uh, when i say a full show i mean i've got probably an hour and 45 minutes of material I can do so I can vary it up a little bit as I go but uh yeah the other thing I wanted to just go back briefly you mentioned uh Fred Penner and Bob King mm-hmm. uh uh Bob King one of the my favorite songwriters of all time and I worked with him for years in a band called Cornstalk and uh Bob just kept all of these songs to himself. He never, every now and then he'd let one out. We think, what a gem. Mm-hmm. Where was that? And he said, oh, I sang that years ago. I wrote that years ago. Anyway, incredible songwriter. And Fred uh, started off doing kid stuff after the band broke up and uh, recorded a bunch of Bob King songs. Mm-hmm. Sandwiches are beautiful and uh, I am the bat and a bunch of these great tunes that Bob wrote. Uh, but you were saying that Fred uh, is making a big comeback. Fred never went anywhere. He just, he's always been busy, uh, always been uh, this is true. a big star. But the one guy in Cornstalk that nobody mentions or nobody remembers is Mike Klim, the drummer uh, who I brought into the band uh, because Fred... It felt like Fred wanted to turn the band into a folk singing band and Bob into a country and western band, and uh, but singing some of his songs as well. And I was more geared up towards this wacky, crazy, improv kind of funny band. And uh, Mike Klim, the drummer, that was his bent as well. He was a funny very funny comedy guy and uh, 
I brought him in, and he, he was like the driving force behind me for all the years that Cornstalk was a, a successful uh, bar band, is mainly what we were. And then we went into doing um, uh, family events in the summer. Uh, and that's what tore us apart, is that none of us wanted to go back in the bars anymore <laughs> after we were doing these festivals. But anyway, I just wanted to say Mike Klim was... If if anybody was Cornstalk, it was Mike Klim. He was the driving force behind the comedy. And, and you mentioned uh, you never go back. Uh, the, one of the very first time, probably the first time uh, we ever talked, you said that, yep, once you go family, you never go back. And I never forgot that. And over the years, I have seen quite, I've had quite a number of friends in, in the music industry do just that. They get what they get a, you know, they're they're a delight. They delight the the audience, uh, and they go, you know what? Even my kids would like this. They do one family show, and then it's like, yep, out of the bars. And yeah, that you know. Well, it, but that as well. But also, I've often said I I I've been on Sesame Street, hmm. and I often say Sesame Street is a one way street. Once you step on it, you're done. You're going down Sesame Street. You're a kids act and I used to do novelty shows for any age uh, I was mo- mainly working for adults and it was always this wacky crazy funny c- good clean fun for adults and folks kept saying oh this is great and then once uh, uh, kids festival started up and more and more kids shows and Raffi and all of that people said, hey, Al Simmons would be great in a kid's show, in a kid's festival. And then that was it. All of a sudden, people don't see me as entertaining uh, adults. But I always think that uh, when I'm doing my shows, uh, I'm entertaining the entire audience, whether there's kids or adults out there. And uh, I've actually had some adults come up to me after and say, your show is too much for the adults. Like you're playing to the adults, not the kids. No, you're just not underestimating the kids. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. I think kids can enjoy stuff that's uh, potentially way over their heads, but they 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 can get the humor. And I I hear uh, parents come up to me all the time and say, "My kids can't stop making uh, puns after seeing it. Once they understand what a pun is." Mm-hmm. They can't stop joking. So, well, that's a good thing. That's a that's a great thing. It keeps the mind active, and uh, be, and I know you're always active and busy. So uh, we won't take up any more of your time. Al Simmons, thank you ever so much. AlSimmons.com. Everything you need to know about Al, and uh, we will see you at the Folk Festival. Thank you, sir. I look forward to it. See you there. I'm Bruce Tulloch, and you've been listening to a special podcast spotlighting Al Simmons, who'll be performing at the 2018 Winnipeg Folk Festival under the Chickadee Big Top. To hear more featured artists, visit umfm.com, and be sure to visit winnipegfolkfestival.ca to get tickets to this great event, which runs July 5th through the 8th at Birds Hill Park. Funny thing what love can do Take a little look at me Yesterday I was so blue Bluer than the deep blue sea But now I'm singing, whistling a tune 
all the live long day If you want to know just why I can truthfully say I've got the feeling I found her It was something she said She's got me walking on the tip of my toes With my hat on the side of my head All my troubles have mended She's my needle and thread Cause she's got me walking on the tip of my toes With my hat on the side of my head Oh, that wonderful smile I fell from the start You should listen for a while To the thump, thump, thumping on my poor old heart She got a wonderful future One as rosy and red Cause she's got me walking on the tip of my toes With my hat on the side of my head She's got me walking on the side of my head with my hat 